0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. I like a good puzzle. It's an activity my wife and I enjoy doing, although it's been on the back burner for a number of years. The enjoyment in puzzles is taking the smallest bit of a picture and piecing it together until you have the final and complete picture. The challenge is in how good your eye is and how good is your ability to sort and solve the broken up picture. We shared this activity with our children, buying them simple puzzles or large floor puzzles at a young age. We've gone through many puzzles and lost many pieces of puzzles. We've sorted through mixed up piles of puzzles in order to keep the pieces that belong together in the same place. Sometimes this presented a problem. For example, we had two floor puzzles that were of underwater sea life. It wasn't always easy to tell which puzzles belonged with which set. Which got me thinking, how frustrating would it be to work on a puzzle and have a piece You could never get to fit anywhere only to find out when you finally got the puzzle put together that the piece you couldn't quite get to fit actually belonged to a different puzzle I mean just think about all the times you might think you are getting the picture together only to realize it wasn't right and it never really worked in a lot of ways that is what happens whenever you try to understand God's Word but you have a piece of false doctrine in the mix. You can never make sense of the picture because the piece doesn't quite fit. And that's with what St. Paul is dealing in our epistle lesson. Some people are teaching that there was no resurrection of the dead. And that was probably due to some Greek philosophical idea that the body wasn't that important and that the goal was for the spirit to be set free from the body. In fact, this idea persists today in the Buddhist and Hindu religions, where the goal is to escape the material and enter into nirvana. That belief led people to scoff and mock Paul when he taught about the resurrection of the dead, as happened in Athens. And it seems that some people in Corinth were trying to fit such a teaching into Christianity. However, it presented a problem. It didn't fit. Uh, That's the whole point of Paul here. The idea doesn't fit. If it was true, then even Jesus Christ did not rise. And if that was true, then our sins were never fully addressed and absolved. And that would mean that our faith was pointless, useless, and false. And that those who died have indeed perished forever. What kind of hope is for a future that would never be? Certainly, this puzzle piece doesn't fit with the picture and truth. Christ was raised from the dead, so it simply cannot be that the dead remain dead or that they will not be awakened from the dead. They will be raised up. They will be awakened. Here we do well to pay attention, not just to this piece of the puzzle, but to all the pieces which our Lord gives us in Scripture. They hold together nicely and well. They produce for us one whole picture. The teaching of God is a full, tight-knit picture of God and His work. Any wrong teaching or false teaching doesn't fit. But not only does it not fit any wrong or false teaching would lead to a completely different picture that's what paul makes clear here you get one piece wrong and it has a domino effect that alters the whole picture it skews it a different direction and even creates a new and different faith while it is not always readily apparent this is true of any teaching from scripture It doesn't matter what the teaching is. If you change or alter one piece, it leads to a problem that begins to alter and change other clear teachings. Such ideas cannot stand as they actually contradict the rest of Scripture. Take, for instance, the idea that abortion is permitted by the Scriptures because the baby isn't human until it takes its first breath. Such a teaching is taught by a few differing groups. The problem, though, is what does such say about the person who dies? When you die, the breath of life leaves. If the baby isn't human until he breathes, then he likewise ceases to be human when he dies. So then Jesus ceased to be human when he died and breathed his last which says what about his resurrection? Is it something else? Did he cease to be, at least for a while, as a man? Do we cease to exist when we die, such that someone who looks like us is raised from the dead? After all, it couldn't be us because we ceased to be. But this is not so. Not only was Jesus recognized in the womb by Elizabeth, John, the baptizer, and the Holy Spirit as truly Jesus, but death is not the ceasing of our humanity or existence, just a temporary breaking and separating the body and spirit. As important as it is for living in this world, our human existence is not measured by our breathing of air any more than it is measured by how much bread we have. As Scripture teaches, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. Life consists of God's breath that is given by His Spirit through His Word. And the Word has become flesh to die and rise for us that we would have life. All of Scripture is tied together and finds its unity in God, who shows Himself in Christ Jesus, Who is our life? Anything that is contrary to what God has revealed leads to the wilderness and desert existence that Jeremiah warns about. Eventually, those who look elsewhere find they have nothing but death and dryness. But this is what the devil promotes. He's promoting a different puzzle than the one God created. He's promoting lies that don't fit in with reality. He's promoting pieces that simply will not work. You can try to smash and force such pieces together, but all that does is damage and harm what is real and true. Such lies are destructive and they give no hope, only a false sense of what is real. So then, we stick with God's word and not human reason. We remain with what God has said and not what mankind thinks. And this is what St. Paul is pointing out to us. For this is what makes us blessed. Jesus says that we are blessed when we are connected to him. He says true blessing is not found in our things, in happiness, nor in the praise of man. No true blessing is found in being connected to our Lord and God, which means suffering can be a blessing in this world as long as you are in Christ. For you have been connected with Him who rose from the dead. In the waters of baptism, you were made one with Him. He restores your life. He restores what was lost. He redeems the creation that was shattered in pieces. He delivers creation from its destruction. And as St. Paul so clearly demonstrates, Jesus has brought to us new life. Jesus came for this purpose to raise us from the dead. He he came to raise us out of sin. He came to wake us from the sleep of death that we would live with him. This means your faith is not useless or void. It is fulfilled. It is full because Christ has filled it with himself. You are alive in Christ Jesus. And as his people who are alive, you meet him alive at this altar. For here, our living Lord and God, the first fruits of the ones who died, comes to us. He brings us his resurrection life here and now in this world of death and trouble. So we have hope here and now. For we have life in Jesus that cannot be taken away. Life that is stronger than death. Because our Lord has overcome that great enemy. Here is our Lord and God. Here is the one who created the world and who brought life out of nothing, restoring what was lost in his creation, that life that was lost. No longer are you empty or parched. You have life for Christ has been raised. He has fulfilled all of Scripture. He has put all the pieces together in himself, and so you are truly blessed. Thanks be to God. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.